Welcome to How It's Musically Made, a podcast dedicated to redefining the art song tradition. I'm your co-host, Ben. And I'm your co-host, Maggie. Today is our final interview episode with Group 3, Vidita, Baldwin, Georgia, and Smith. Last time we met with them, we heard Smith's completed poem and Baldwin's music, and Vidita and Georgia were beginning the learning process as performers. Today we'll hear what's been happening since. Let's start with a clip of Georgia at the piano playing Baldwin's accompaniment, which is prepared with dimes, clothespins, and sticky tack. So the last time we met, we heard about and saw a little bit of the full score draft. We heard a full poem from Smith. And we talked about going forward with recording and, and learning the parts since Pedita and Georgia had just seen that initial draft. So let's just start from there. What has happened since we last talked with you? So since then, I have started sort of internalizing, learning the piece, working on it, of course, started the learning process. Um, and Baldwin and I met once just to go over you know, different like stylistic things that he wanted. So, um, you know, just like articulation and overall like vocal tone. Um, so it was nice to kind of work with him and it's always nice to get the composer's, you know, direct perspective. I made a little like sample (laughs) recording a bit earlier this week and sent it along, um, as sort of a little bit of a draft, I think, in terms of the sound. We actually met yesterday uh, to talk about the piano preparations, exactly how those are going to work, like where exactly on the piano I should be placing the you know different tools that we're using. So there's clothespins, there's um, a dime, there's blue tack. And we worked kind of quite a bit on uh, where exactly on the piano that I had yesterday, um, the like hitting those harmonics um, and making sure that you hear the fundamental of the pitch, but also have this kind of different attack to it that um, the preparations allow. So it was really fun working with Baldwin on that. I've been also really enjoying the process of just kind of practicing this more and trying to find a way to relate to it personally. Um, you know, I think I'm starting to understand the flow of it a little better the more I work on it. And I, it's like, it's just stuck in my head all the time. And it, it really is like this interesting... Uh, crossover between a pop song and an art song which I really love (laughs) um because I I've I mean this is something we all related on and we've touched on it but we all have a deep appreciation for genres outside of classical music so I love what this sort of um brings together I was just gonna add too that I think the next step will actually be for me and Georgia to meet at some point um so that you know, I mean, obviously, yes. we can't re- rehearse in real right. time. Maybe we can get on Jam Kazam or something and see if it works. But, um, you know, we'll probably have to work out our tempi because, of course, right now <laughs> the MIDI track, you know, doesn't exactly sound human. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe could you sort of outline for the listeners how a virtual rehearsal works? I mean, you mentioned this Jam Kazam, but we also have uh, Sound Trap is another one. For those of people that might not be familiar with how you rehearse nowadays in the virtual era, could you maybe explain how that works? 
to be honest, I haven't done much of it. Um, Georgia, I don't know if you have, but I, I haven't just either. Gone about, yeah, I've just gone about like discussing it. And then when I've collaborated with others virtually, I've, you know, if, if there's going to be a steady tempo, I use the metronome at first and send sort of like a rough idea of what I'm going to do in terms of phrasing and things like that so that the collaborator can you know, respond. And then I'll sing again on top of their track when I'm mixing it so that everything is like in tune. (laughs) Um, So it's usually kind of like a back and forth sort of a thing. Baldwin, how hands-on are you during a rehearsal? What is your approach in in, during the rehearsal process? I assume you mean uh, in the kind of like feedback one-on-one process so far, because we haven't uh, had a rehearsal. It doesn't seem like we'll be able to really have like a traditional rehearsal with the composer giving feedback because of the distance. Um, but I, yeah, I just want to say it was, it was really, uh, fun and really helpful to meet with Vidita and Georgia individually to go over their parts. Um, with Vidita, we talked a lot about, uh, different styles of vocal production. And I had in mind this kind of, um, more pop production, uh, oriented vocal style, uh, with, a, you know, something that's characterized to me by close miking, not a lot of vibrato, um, a pretty, uh, clear, uh, tone. And, uh, Vegeta was like, oh yeah, like I have this, I have these other tracks that I've sung in this vocal style. And she like referenced Enya and Billie Eilish. I think those were all great reference points. So it's just good to like talk about that with a singer. Um, and get their uh, perspective on how to how to, you know how to make that happen with their instrument. And similarly with Georgia, you know, I had uh, ideas about what I wanted, but you know, every time you work with prepared piano, you're always surprised by something. In my experience, um, every piano is a little different. Uh, like the possibilities for preparation are different on every piano because uh, of where the bars are placed and what where the strings overlap. So it was, yeah, immensely helpful to work with Georgia to carefully place these instruments. And then, you know, also with piano uh, and even more with prepared piano, um, the articulation and voicing of uh, of different sounds and chords really change the timbre of sounds a lot. So that was super helpful working with Georgia. Like I figured out that we, uh, uh, or that, you know, something should be slurred that I hadn't marked as slurred and some things, um, should be voiced in a very particular way to get the kind of sonority that sounded best in the texture. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, to summarize, like overall the process is, uh, uh, you know, for me, like learning about the piece in a way, almost as much as, as the performers are. Baldwin, last time you mentioned the, um, music video. Uh, is that still in the works or has that sort of changed since last time we talked? Well, we had a meeting with Vedita or, um, or actually I had a meeting with Vedita to plan a storyboard and we came up with some interesting ideas. Um, but, uh, we should ask Vedita if that's still going on because I know there was some trouble uh, working with the actor. (laughs) It's on pause. (laughs) Um, it will resume. So, I mean, I wanted to make, um, well, kind of two things got in the way. The first being that I wanted to make the recording our first priority. So, you know, I figured it would be easier to craft a video around existing audio. So I thought, you know, let's make sure that this is like really solid. We know what we're doing and have it in motion before we really dive into the video. But um, 
I, I had a lot of fun with Baldwin, um, talking through some concepts and it was, it was really good to just kind of throw and bounce ideas around because we just decided on, um, actually having an entirely different person sort of portray the character in the song, um, that I'm, you know, describing with the text and, um, well, I can, I can sort of like read out what we came up with. So we kind of envisioned, um, it was actually a friend of mine that I was going to have involved and we were going to have him, you know, sort of represent this person who's going through, you know, the daily, uh, routines, maybe as like a method of coping with, some sort of uh, trauma or loss or something difficult that they've been through like majorly in life. So some of the things will be literal portrayals of um, text from the poem. So like buttoning a shirt um, and then, you know, maybe the the characters like just getting ready, putting on their clothes, putting on their shoes, um, just day-to-day actions, uh, maybe going out, taking a walk, um, receiving messages, but, Thinking about answering them, not answering them, drinking alone, um, sitting outside, pondering, and then, you know, just going home, looking in the mirror, um, just sort of something like a montage of reflective behavior. Yeah, I'm really hoping I'll be able to follow through with this here in the next couple weeks. I'm wondering, Smith, when you're when you were writing this poem, or maybe just in general, when you're writing, do you picture like specific images like Vidita's describing? Uh, yeah, I feel like since I tend to write, I guess, about my, my own uh, life and experience that there there is, you know, images, but maybe not ones that I've created per se, but just uh, kind of the ones I've experienced. But, you know, I definitely think that there is a, a kind of imagistic part of writing for sure. Um, so it's, I think, great to, to have a video or an, even just have a storyboard um, kind of in the background while, while, uh, you know, I'm sure making the music for, for this song is, is uh, I think pretty incredible. The other thing was, um, we had discussed the possibility of everyone taking videos, um, and sort of compiling and, and using little tidbits from, um, everyone so that, you know, it's sort of collaborative in its own way. So <laughs> I thought that would be fun. Um, Baldwin and Smith both live in Chicago and you know, there are trains there. There's a train in our song. So hoping to get some train action, some nature, things like that. Let's get a sense of what the beginning of this song is like and hear Vedita sing an opening passage. You find yourself in action. You wear a shirt with buttons. You speak in boring passages. You're a tree empty. A train going by. Going by fast. And then we change meter here, so it's kind of a, we're in five. The fire's gone out. The fire's gone out. You're still there singing. The fire's gone out. The fire's gone out. 
What's happening to me? That's beautiful. Can you explain for those who might not be aware about the vocal production and style you're singing in? The the kind that you're doing now obviously is sort of more in that that indie rock or yeah. indie pop style. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so I guess I I've always admired that sound world, but I've never like done it myself (laughs) um i guess i used to sing like i used to sing like covers and stuff when i was in high school so it's almost kind of like i'm returning to that a little bit um but of course range wise just this does sit a little higher so i'm still sort of trying to navigate how i can support every tone (laughs) well um but still bring this element of like a casual or more like colloquial um singing style into this so yeah, uh, definitely a, a straighter tone that maybe like tapers out into a almost breathier sound. Um, not too much vibrato, like Baldwin said. Um, maybe it, it's almost kind of like how I approach uh, Baroque music in a way where I add vibrato more like as an ornament or some sort of gesture, some some word that I want to highlight. Um, mm-hmm. So for example, action, there's an accent on it. It's sustained. So I'll probably you know, vibrate a bit there. Um, and then of course, when I have this repetition with the fires gone out, I don't know, that's actually something I wanted to run by one more time. Um, uh, once I get into it a bit more, but because it's being repeated so much, I'm not sure, you know, Baldwin might want, um, me to do something different with it each time, but I almost kind of want to get out of the way, um, and let Georgia shine a bit more there. So yeah, that's where I'm at with this. <laughs> cool. And yeah, you sort of already answered that, but I was going to ask uh, how your early music experience informs this kind of singing, because it, it sounds like it really does. It's true. And it's funny you say that, because I kind of always like talk about how early music in terms of performance practice is actually more close to pop singing than um, like lyrical or operatic classical singing, just because... Right the choices you have to make are entirely based on like freedom of expression, I guess. And there's a lot of like varied um, singing, I think. And I, I I think it's all about finding a sort of purity in, in sound and then using, um, you know, riffs or trills (laughs) as you would in early music, um, any kind of ornaments as, uh, you know, a little extra flourish to, um, further affect the the piece so yeah really quite um close i think well first i'll say uh, uh it sounds beautiful vidita um yeah no I, this is pretty much what i had in mind um i so vidita gave me a a pretty uh well-defined pitch range uh that she wanted to use for this song and it the tessitura is a bit higher than most pop songs so I thought a lot about like where things could sit for an early music soprano, but still uh, have the kind of intimacy and straight tone qualities I liked about um, indie pop singing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, to me, these are the issues exactly that I thought would come up, which is how to, yeah, how to, how to have an early music soprano sing pop music. But Smith, now that you've heard it, if you have any thoughts while we're all here, (laughs) totally be open to hearing them now no i mean i my my main thought is just 
Oh my gosh, so cool. I mean, absolutely uh, gorgeous. Um, yeah, and you, you sent us, uh, Vidita, you sent us that little clip, uh, I guess a couple of days ago or last week, something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it was so cool that here I would just sit in my apartment smiling like, wow, I can't believe this is, this is happening. I, I, I mean, it's gorgeous. And um, I mean, I, I don't certainly don't have any like criticism or something like that. You know, I, I'm so uh, excited about it. And it sounds it sounds beautiful. And I also had kind of no idea what it what it would sound like, um, especially kind of when um, Baldwin sent the music and I you know don't read music. So I was like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. Um, so it is really cool to, to get to hear it and see it really come together. Yeah. And I think Smith, I feel like this group kind of captured what you wanted, uh, especially when I was thinking about our discussion with about William Blake and how you sent us that song, which was really cool that we ended up sharing in the podcast um, with that so- songwriter. And this this approach, it kind of reminds me of that. You know, it's taking poetry and, and then kind of approaching it more like a singer songwriter or like a bard would. You know, and I th- feel like they they captured that. The whole group captured that experience or that. Um, impression that you had and i'm wondering if that if if that sort of view of the music as like a pop song i wonder if, if you can comment on that like as you're writing the poem and now seeing it kind of come together is that something that you expected or you are pleasantly surprised by yeah like what how does that how did you react to that yeah i i would say i'm pleasantly shocked that it, it became this this cool pop song because i definitely uh we we had talked as a group about it uh, about it being kind of poppy or or having some kind of pop influence, um, and I was you know just more so uh, wasn't sure if I could you know write something that would be able to be uh, you know interpreted in that way or or put to music in that way, um, and so both I think just like cool that what the words are were able to sound <laughs> like the way Vedita and Baldwin and Georgia have made them. Um, and also just, just so, uh, yeah, just, just super cool. And like, like you said, uh, with, with the Blake thing, I think is, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty cool, uh, to get to see some, something, I, uh, you know, some sort of like poem and with other groups too, who are working on, on these projects, you know, getting to see, I think language and music come back together. Um, since they, since they were, uh, so, so intertwined, uh, back in the, the good old days and, whatever, 1750, um, it's pretty great. Another thing I just thought about when listening to this is the, is the clarity of, of text and, and dic- well, it's, it's also partially a credit to Vedita because of the great diction that, that <laughs> you, the, it, like you can hear every word, like clear as a bell. And, and that it really does it like honors the text. I think. I really like that aspect too. It's very satisfying to, to sing and articulate this text. I don't know what it is like the, this this particular combination of consonants is like very nice. So nice, nice job, Smith. <laughs> um, it really works in in both. Like a um, Baldwin and I also talked about how perhaps this song is meant to be rendered in a recorded setting. I mean, it could be done live, but I think um, it's best. It, it might be best done recorded this way, very intimately. Um, so it's kind of nice that the first ever interpretation of it is being done this way in a way that I think will complement it best. 
you know, we're all living at a time still when live performances aren't happening. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of months, we can get back to something closer to a normal concert ritual. But yeah, I mean, I, I think all, you know, all of our colleagues, and I'm sure Ben, you've been thinking about this too, um, is how to make music for headphones. You know, for me, yeah, it's been an interesting idea to, to, um, develop a piece that would work well in this digital medium where people were mostly consuming, you know, uh, these songs individually. But I've also been wondering like how to, uh, maybe expand this project and, um, you know, maybe add some songs to it in the future, maybe with more Smith's texts, if they're open to it. Um, and, you know, have that be, uh, also performable, uh, live with just a, a singer and a pianist. Cause I think, I think that is always nice is, is if you can have something that, um, can be performed live and also sounds good in a recording. Um, and even if the live performance takes on different qualities than the recording, um, you know, I just think it's always nice to, to, uh, you know, embody the music in a live space in front of an audience. Um, and I think that's, that's also part of the reason why we have the the keyboard um, for Georgia. Like mm-hmm. if this were really intended purely to be uh, just for a digital recording, I mean, we could just add the electronics in later and, and right. Georgia wouldn't have to bother with all of the, you know, fancy choreography of, of the keyboard. The Rick but, Wakeman <laughs> multiple keyboards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like organ playing, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Multiple manuals. Yeah. Since this is this is like the last time we're going to be talking with y'all as a group before we have the premiere, so we're wondering, yeah, maybe just general reflections on this whole process: what you liked, what worked, what didn't work, uh, what you learned about different disciplines, what you learned or about your own expectations, expectations versus reality, <laughs> that kind yeah, of thing. all that all that good stuff. Well, first of all, it's I think it's definitely a privilege to be able to do this. Um, so that's my f- my main and most uh, prominent sentiment regarding everything. Um, I I think it's been so great to get to know um, everybody and on our team, and um, you know I can totally see us all working together. Now we have you know three new colleagues, so it's it's definitely um, you know a, a sort of a gift in that way. And I think in terms of the actual execution, because it's all very experimental, you know, I'm sure we've, I can speak for everyone when we say we've all learned um, about each other's discipline in, in a totally different way. Um, so it's helped expand my perspective a lot. And I think um, it's also made me realize what, uh, what we've taken for granted, you know, all these years, just being able to book a room and just get together and rehearse or just read through stuff. You know, it, it feels like, like a lot of the spontaneity is gone, which in some ways sucks. But, you know, once we kind of jump over that hurdle, I think the end result will be something so much more rewarding just because it's, it's going to exist eternally. And, um, you know, hopefully something in an entirely different medium too that challenges what our song really is. So, um, yeah, I think it's been, Really, really just a, a blessing in, in every which way. I, I just want to um, <laughs> echo that sentiment because that's exactly how I feel as well. I think there's 
um, a lot of people are trying to kind of um, adapt to this, these times and, and um, make music happen in really non-traditional ways. Um, and this is just, I'm very grateful to Maggie and Ben for, for including me in this and also for just um, being creative about diff, you know, different ways to uh, collaborate in this very like Zoom fatigued world that we're living right now. Um, I also, one thing I, I mean, I guess I was expecting this, but I didn't expect it to this extent was just how great my colleagues are in, in this group and, and how great it is meeting um, Vedita Baldwin and Smith. And I really do hope that, you know, I'd love to see this like take flight after this is over and even work with you all again um, after this. So, yeah. I'll also yeah. add that just because we're all saying like really great things, one thing that we, I think we all know too well is that like recording is not fun. Like <laughs> it's not a secret, right? Like it's just really not fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I think, you know, this is sort of helping to normalize that. It's like a this is a new normal sort of thing. It's helping us to kind of welcome it a bit more instead of being scared of it. So I like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd also like to thank Maggie and Ben for uh, creating this really unique and generous opportunity and setting me up with uh, these fantastic colleagues, um, you know, and I'll echo Georgia when I said I was incredibly impressed with everyone's quality of work and the creativity and professionalism they've brought to the entire process. Um, you know, Smith gave us all an absolute gift with this text. Uh, it's, you know, it incredibly thoughtful every word uh has its exact place and has meaning um and that's something i really look for in texts that you know i'm working with uh when i wanted to set to music i think like video was saying you know from a phonological dimension it already sounds great you know even without music um to to vidita uh she's incredibly flexible vocalist uh she's knows her instrument really well and is able to um, communicate uh, what she likes to do to a composer really effectively um, and, you know, has like a real creative impulse uh, and, 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 you know, was, was very direct about what she wanted um, and the, the kind of music that she likes to listen to too. And uh, thanks also to Georgia for being also incredibly flexible, being super gung ho uh, about working with, preparation and extended techniques um and uh yeah also her like heroism for dealing with uh all of these like insane restrictions on booking grand pianos during the pan pandemic so yeah i'm incredibly grateful to my team and uh, i really hope that we can all collaborate again in the future whether it's like expanding this project someday or on you know something totally different Aww. yeah we hope that too that was so nice <laughs> Um, yeah, just to also uh, pop in here for a second. Uh, first off, thank you for saying such kind things, Paul. <laughs> that, that's super nice. Uh, and, and thank you to all of you. I mean, working on this was, I think, really cool, uh, especially just since I uh, had no kind of idea what uh, making um, making music, making a song was like. Uh, so I, I appreciate everyone's kind of patience and kind of a, a time everyone's taken to you know, explain something to me or, or kind of put it in another way uh, so, so I could understand something. I mean, it, I feel like this was uh, not only a really fun collaboration, but I feel like I learned so much uh, just about something I had no 
really no idea about uh, at all. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, hundred percent down to collaborate again sometime. Um, and yeah, really grateful to have learned from you and gotten to work with all of you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's been a learning experience for us as well. Like all these different perspectives kind of coming together. So we really appreciate that. Your, you. your frankness. And Do you your... guys just like, just sit and like talk about us when you're like, having <laughs> <laughs> Each time, I wish we could yeah. all, I wish we could like, at, like all the teams could you know, meet and hang out. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Final beer. Yeah. Maybe um, HIMM will be be like a real festival one day. That's actually the hope. Yeah, yeah. we've keep been brainstorming about some sort of That'd like festival with, with poets and yeah. performers and yes. kind of a super awesome. hands on. Yeah. That's a beautiful idea. I could, if it could happen live, oh my god, like in Colorado. Wait, yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah, is the crest. Oh my god, <laughs> it could be fun to do like a Zoom party with all of the teams. Yeah. True, oh, like, a, like a listening, a listening party. Oh, that's. True. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. All right, Thank guys. You so yeah. much. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, and see you Thanks soon. so much. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. This episode is our last interview. But stay tuned for the audio premiere of Everyone's Music. We'll release one more episode in April with each group's final recording. This project is supported in part by a grant from the Paul R. Judy Center for Innovation and Research at the Eastman School of Music. If you would like to contribute to the project or sponsor an episode, message us on Facebook or Instagram at How It's Musically Made.